Hi everyone, Anna Brand here, and I have a new podcast today. We're going to talk about self-motivation. Are you somebody that is self-motivated, or do you require the praise and encouragement of others to elevate yourself and give you mm, a sense of progression in your life? I think that for myself, I've definitely been on both sides. I find that, of course, when someone motivates you and praises you and gives you, you know, accolades about who you are in your work, it's going to make you want to do better and be better. And I worked for corporate for 10 years. So from 19 to 29, I worked through corporate. My very first job was a bank teller. And then after that, I went to go work for Panasonic in New Jersey. And I was one of the youngest employees, I believe, in the entire company. And I loved working for Panasonic. I loved the Asian culture. I loved the discipline. I loved the organization. Uh, It was one of the best times in my life. Um, I loved that. Uh, I was praised for working hard. I was always a very kind of quiet worker. Um, I remember in the beginning when I first got there, I would just talk up a storm and I would always be talking and I was working in the accounting department and this woman would always be like, could you just stop talking? Could you just stop talking? She would always say that to me. And I was like 19. And as I matured, I learned to quiet my voice. I became much more introverted. I was never an extrovert. I think I have extrovert moments, but I've never been an extrovert. So maybe that was an extrovert moment. I met new friends and was chitty chatty. Um, But then I kind of became more of an instrument, more of an introvert and somebody who just kind of came in, did my work and worked really hard. I then um, went to New York and worked for a financial firm in New York City uh, while going to school in New York City. And it was kind of the same thing. I just worked really hard, but I definitely received praise for the work that I did. I received raises for the work that I did. So I didn't really need to self-motivate. I mean, I think the self-motivation is getting up at the crack of dawn to catch a train into New York City. because before I moved there, um, I had to do a bus and a train and there's that self-motivation of getting yourself out of the bed, out of bed in the day, which sometimes that's really, really, really hard to do. Just getting yourself out of bed in the day and taking a bus and a train. But you know, when you do all that, by the time you get to the city and you feel the energy of the city, you're just ready to go. But what I found working for corporate for 10 years is self-discipline for sure. You know, living on my own, no one's making me get out of bed. It's completely up to me. Um, It's completely up to me to get myself dressed and make myself look presentable and do my food shopping and clothing shopping and do public transportation and find jobs and work and go to school. And that takes a lot. Um, It takes a lot of self-motivation. It takes a lot of self-discipline because there's so many times you just kind of want to crawl in bed and put the covers over you. Um, But when I went on my own as a photographer finding the need for self-discipline and self-motivation, I remember when I started out, was kind of like a seesaw. I'd have days where I would just jump out of bed and grab my camera and go to the beach and take photos, whether someone was paying me or not. And then other days where I would get down on myself or I'd feel like my work really wasn't good and put on my fat sweatpants and crawl in bed and watch Oprah. And over the years with social media, I feel like the self-motivation is almost harder and harder and harder. 
you get yourself out of bed, you get yourself dressed, you may even put makeup on, maybe you even did your hair, or if you're a guy, dress presentably, um, and then you get out there, and if you're not getting paid for a session, because there's two types of days. There's the days where you're getting paid for a session, where you gotta get up and get out there, and your energy is so important. Your energy could make or break a photography session. The clients are dependent on your energy. They're dependent on who you are. They're dependent on you having and a smile on your face and saying, we can do this, even if their toddler kids are screaming or their babies are screaming. They look to you. You're the leader of that moment. They need you to capture those images of the family. You, They need you. And you can feel that motivating factor like, gosh, this family, we just got to get a good photo. We can do this, guys. We can do this. Come on, just one more shot. We have lollipops waiting. Come on, we can do this. And you got to get your energy up and you, you're, you're, you're in charge. You're the circus ringleader. You got to you know capture amazing images and so that's such a motivating factor for getting you to do your job but what about the days where someone isn't paying you and maybe the day is a production day or it's a marketing day and you're sitting there staring at your computer saying I have no ideas I have nothing I've done all the marketing and it's not working and people aren't paying me and and you know I'm not getting paid what I'm worth and you just start going down this ugly new road and then you get on Facebook and everybody's better than you and then you just go down this blah 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 and you post comments on Facebook like love your work and good job but do you really mean it do you really mean it what is your motivation there are you trying to motivate others and help others and maybe you are and if you are bravo but do you feel that same motivation back to you? You know, it should be like a boomerang, right? When you praise others and help others and lift others up, it should bounce right back to you, right? Now, I'm an educator and I can definitely tell you, for me, it does. I love helping other people and it definitely boomerangs back to me. But I also have to tell myself, I have to self-motivate myself because if I'm tired and I'm feeling fatigue and I just start going down that ugly road like, oh, I just don't feel like doing anything today or I just don't feel like getting out of bed today or I don't feel like taking care of my children today or going to the studio today or why don't I just crawl back in bed? We all have those days, especially me. And as we go into the fall, into the winter, getting up in the morning is absolutely brutal. It's my least favorite time of the day. The summer, I bounce right out of bed. But come the fall, oh my gosh, I'm just like the bear that goes into hibernation. I just want to be in bed with my fuzzy socks and my candles and my Oprah and just like be there for the entire winter season. If I could hibernate, I would. And I live in California, so it's not like it's really a winter. But I think I still have that New York mentality where the winter came and I, oh, I would be so cold and oh, I would just want to stay inside. And so wherever you are, wherever you live, whether it's warm or cold, we're in, a, we're in a time of change right now. We're in a seasonal change. And there's so many changes going on right now. There's changes in the solar system. You've heard of the Mercury retrograde that's been going on the past few weeks, Either, which I think is ending or over. Um, there's changes, obviously, in our political system. There's changes in, you know, the season, as I just said, we're into we're going into fall we're ending summer there's changes with school there's developmental changes in your children there's changes in you and who you are so right now these next couple of weeks it's friday september 7th what you first have to tell yourself is you're in a season of change 
there's just number one, you have to say, I'm not going to get down on myself. I'm not going to get depressed on myself. This is a season of change. And I need to start writing down all the things that are going to happen this next season for good or for bad. I need to start just journaling, writing, blogging, just something to say, okay, this is a season of change and I need to find a way to be self-motivating. So maybe one way that you can be self-motivating is creating a, yourself a schedule for the week and saying, this is what I'm doing. You know, I have a shoot schedule that I adhere to for when I'm shooting. And so when I'm not shooting, I have to make sure that if I have three or four hours of non-shooting time, that I know exactly what I'm doing with that time. Because if I don't, I will put on my fuzzy socks and crawl under the covers. And I can't remember the last time I did that. So my method has to be working. And I literally will write down, okay, these are all the things that I'm going to do during these three hours of quiet time, that I'm not seeing a client, that I'm not talking to them. These are important things that I need to get done. And obviously I can take phone calls and answer emails and do things like that in between, but I'm not so quick to answer emails every second of the day, all day, or answer social media messages every second of the day, all day. Find a time, one, two, three times a day that you answer your email and that you answer your social media messages. You can't be on there all day and constantly be responding because it takes you away. It takes you away from the self-motivation that you need to get your work done because you have too much distractions. And self-motivation requires your attention, your attention to the cause of what you're going to do that day, your attention to what your motivating factors are, your attention to what are the tasks that need to get done today. And if you're constantly interacting with others and constantly feeling and hearing and seeing the noise, it's going to distract you. Now, what a lot of photographers say is, oh, I get so bored calling a session or editing or post-processing. I just like, it's boring. So I put Facebook up in the background and then I get pinged and then I get on Facebook and then your editing takes like six hours instead of like an hour because you constantly allow so much distractions. When I'm calling a session or editing, I don't have Facebook up because I know how distracting that is. And people think I'm on Facebook all the time because there's multiple computers um, that have my Facebook login. So I think I'm always logged into Facebook because if you come to my studio, there's five different Macs that probably all have my Facebook account on it, but I'm not in it. Um, so people will message and ping me because they'll see, oh, Anna's live, but I'm really not. I'm not, I don't have it. I work off of a laptop and I don't have it. Um, I don't have the browser open. I don't even have it open right now. So I'll just keep it closed on my own laptop. I'll just go in a couple of times a day, answer what I need to and get off. But when I'm calling a session, I quite often will listen to podcasts. Um, I will listen to um, episodes of like Super Soul Sunday from Oprah where I don't need to see the subject or Marie Forleo. She's phenomenal. I've listened to, I think, her whole YouTube channel. Um, so motivators, I will listen to other motivators, other speakers that I feel like can um, just provide not only good energy, but good information that I can listen to and absorb while I'm doing something like calling or editing a session. Um, and that also helps with motivation. It gets me so motivated. I'll be done calling a session and I'm so motivated to do 100,000 other things because I'm allowing all of these things to come on into my brain while I'm doing something that doesn't really require any brain power. So your job is to make sure that you can self-motivate yourself. That means that getting out of bed every single day, and if you don't have a session, still taking a shower, getting yourself dressed. That's something I quite often will do on the weekend if I'm not shooting. Rather than stay in my pajamas all day, which I really, 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 really want to, I will force myself to get up, get in the shower, get dressed, do my hair, 
So that way when the kids come down and the kids are ready for the day and they need me to jump in the car and take them somewhere, I'm dressed, I'm ready. And then when I get back, I'm motivated to clean the house, work on the house or work on sessions or editing or just something because I'm ready for the day. If I'm just slouching around all day in my pajamas, I'm not going to want to do anything. So as a self-motivation is, you know, Sunday through Saturday, it's not just Monday through Friday. It's, it's all the time. And it's, and it's requirement. It's based on what is it that you want to do in your life? What is it that you want to accomplish? Is it you want more photography sessions? Is that you want to get better in your photography sessions? If you're listening to this and you're not a photographer, is it something you want to get better about your job? Is it financial? Do you need to make more money? Is it freedom? Do you feel like you're doing so many tasks that you shouldn't be doing? Is it depression? Maybe you've just had a baby or maybe you're a stay-at-home mom or dad or you're someone that doesn't have a lot of friends and you're lonely and you need to get out there a little bit more, then you got to get out there. You got to walk out and go to the library and go to the bookstore. I went into Barnes and Noble the other day um, because my, my daughter said she needed a book for school. And she's like, do you want me to tell dad to do it? Because my husband's known as like the book guy and He's a reader and a writer, and, and he's just like the book guy. And she's like, you know, Daddy always takes us to the bookstore, so I'll just have Dad do it. I'm like, no, no, I, I can go pick up a book. It was like back and forth for like 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'll just go to Barnes & Noble on the way home, and I'll just pick up this book. So I get there, and I'm like, she's like, just go to the information desk, Mom. Just go and say you need this book. So I go straight to the information desk, and I'm like, I just need this book. My daughter is in 10th grade. I need this book. And he's like, oh, okay, well, this book is not available because everybody in 10th grade is wanting this book. And I was like, okay, so so much for my dream of just grabbing this book and going. And he's like, ask her if there's another book. So I have to text her, wait for a response. She has to respond back. He has to find the new book. So while this is happening, I decide to just kind of wander around the bookstore. And people are having coffee. And oh gosh, it brought me back to 22 years old. It brought me back to 27 years old. I, I spent a good 10 years of my life in Barnes & Noble. When I was an internet developer at 23 years old, that's where I lived. Uh, when I met my husband, we would go there all the time. When Ava was born, gosh, she was two and she would sing in the little reading stage and people would <laughs> think she was like this little model baby and she wasn't, she just liked to sing there. And I, I literally, it's probably more like 15 years of my life flashed through that Barnes and Noble and the smell of the books and the coffee, even though I don't drink coffee anymore, and the, the people studying and, oh, wow, it was such a moment. And then I realized, oh, I had a couple people in my life have experienced losses recently and I just haven't had a time to get a card or send condolences. And I was like, you know what, this is a really good time. And so I found myself in the gifting section and buying gifts for, you know, my friends and cards. And I was like, oh, I remember I used to have a gift closet and I used to always buy gifts ahead of time. So that if somebody had a loss or a celebration, I would have something in my gift or a kid's birthday party. And oh, I used to buy cards all the time because my mom is a really into cards even still in her 80s she's really into the cards and so is my husband and, and oh, I used to buy extra cards and I don't do that anymore and I ended up buying extra cards and gifts and you know I left there and when I picked up my daughter I said thank you and she's like for what I was like thank you for having me go to Barnes and Noble she's like well you didn't have to I told you dad could do it. I go no that was the, the best gift ever and she's like well mom it wasn't a gift I needed the book <laughs> typical teenager I'm like no I know but Wow. And I tried to share kind of my experience. Like 
it felt so good to be there and I hadn't been there in a long time and I bought gifts and cards and gosh, it felt so good. And she's like, okay, that's great, mom. You know, she's a teenager. She didn't really, didn't really dial in too much to what I was saying. I, I know she could definitely sense that I was happy for sure. I was motivated. I was um, just happy. And so uh, when I told my husband later how I felt, he dialed in immediately. He's like, yeah, remember, remember we used to go there. You know, now I go there with the kids all the time, but you don't go as much and you should really go with us. We can have family night at Barnes and Noble. And he was like all in, all in. And he totally got what I was saying. And, you know, it's funny because I left so motivated. First of all, I found this new monthly calendar that I've been looking for for about six months. I wanted just a calendar, you know, day book that was just for the month. I didn't want weeks and events and all this stuff. And I've been, a, you name the Office Depot, Office Max, Staples, whatever. I've been there and couldn't find it. And I found it there. Oh my gosh, it's like my greatest thing. It just has monthly calendar and notes. And so for someone who travels like me and depends on a monthly schedule, this was super. So I left there so motivated. Number one, I had gifts for my friends and cards, and I couldn't wait to get them in the mail and sign them and write them. Number two, I had my daughter's book, which should be number one, I guess. Um, I had this new monthly journal, and I had that feeling of nostalgia. I had that feeling of motivation. I had that feeling like, gosh, you know what? The world is a good place. It feels good to be here. And there are days, myself included, where I don't feel that way. I feel like, what's the point of being here? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Like, no one cares if I'm here. I could just disappear. Um, well, I think we've all had those feelings. And I'm a mother of three children. I still have those feelings. Like, do I really matter? Do I really matter? Is there really a reason I'm supposed to be here? This is a really hard day. And you can't let those, I call those little evil words and evil whispers get to you. You kind of have to hear them and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do matter. And yeah, I'm glad I'm here. Who knows how long I'm going to be here. And then you have to go and put yourself in places that have just great energy, great feeling like this Barnes and Noble store, like coffee shops, like museums, like parks, like libraries. And sometimes you just need to get out of your house. And sometimes you just need to get out of your studio. And I've had this same feeling when I've I maybe had different shoots where um, maybe I'll feel like, oh, this, I've done this shoot before, or this is a similar shoot, or, or you kind of find yourself getting bored, and then there'll be someone that'll come in, and they'll just have great energy. I had this pregnancy couple the other day, and I hadn't seen them in seven years, and they, you know, were trying to get pregnant for a while, and they came in with the second pregnancy, um, seven years, and the husband was all in. He was dialed in. I didn't even have to tell him anything. I would take pictures of her, and then I would say, okay, he can come in, and he'd come in, and he'd just, like, zoom right in, grab her belly, kiss her, and Alex and I were just laughing. We are like, wow, he's he's committed. He's in. And he's like, yeah, she's beautiful. She's amazing. And what was so fascinating was she's pregnant, and she looks pregnant. I even told her, I'm like, wow, you are pregnant. She looks full on. She wasn't nine months, but she looked full on nine months pregnant. She looked healthy. She had a big belly. And here in California, most of my clients are teeny tiny with teeny tiny bellies and they gained like 10 pounds. And this client was not, and she wasn't teeny tiny and she had a big belly. And I told her, I said, wow, you look amazing. You look pregnant 
like really pregnant, but you look good. And it wasn't one of those pregnancy sessions where she's wearing nothing and it's just fabric. It was actually a more maternal type session where she was more covered and she was more pregnant and it wasn't showing her body, so to say, it was more of just the celebration that this was a pregnancy that they had wanted for a long time. The celebration of family. They had an adorable seven-year-old that I had photographed who was just gorgeous and all in, and the husband was all in. And it was different than the pregnancy sessions I've done lately. Lately, my clients have been nude or barely wearing anything and wearing tight dresses and, and you know, showing their figures. And what's fascinating about this client is they had showed me a picture of her just two years ago where she was doing fitness training and she was like a size zero, all muscles, abs like I've never seen before, completely fit and perfect condition. I mean, teeny tiny muscle Barbie doll. And he was like, and they weren't, they weren't ashamed of it. He just was like, look how amazing she looked. This was just two years ago. And she was like in the best shape of her life. And they, they weren't comparing it in any way. They were just like, look how cool, you know, we haven't seen you in a while. And I was like, wow, she looks amazing. And she's like, yeah, but I couldn't get pregnant. So I had to gain some weight. So I was like too fit and too in shape. And so I gained some weight. And I got pregnant. And now look how happy I am. And you know, you could compare pictures and it was probably a hundred pounds difference. Maybe not, but it just looked that way. And they weren't putting down either shape. They were celebrating both shapes. They were celebrating the, the physique, the healthy body, and they were celebrating this pregnancy body. Um, knowing it was temporary, noting, no, noticing that the gift was greater, you know, the reward is so great and she can always go back and get her body back. And they were all in. And when they left, I was so motivated. I was like, wow, that's such a, such a great couple so good seeing them. I told the husband, it's so good having a husband who's dialed in, who's all in, makes my job so much easier. And I was so motivated to just, I don't know, be a better human being that day. And so it's like motivation comes so many different ways. I can tell you how it doesn't come. It doesn't come waiting for people to praise you. It really doesn't. Because I feel like that leads for depression. If you put stuff out there and you're waiting for someone to go, yay, that's great, that's amazing, and maybe like one person does and she's your mother, um, you're not going to be so motivated and so happy. You're going to be like, okay, thanks. If 150 people come to you and go, wow, you're amazing, it's so great, it's like the best image ever and you work so hard and it's amazing, you're going to be like, oh, it's so great. I know, I'm so great, I'm so good. And you're going to, you know, be motivating, you're going to go out there and then you're going to want that fanfare all the time. And that's, that's kind of the social media myth where it's like, we constantly put stuff out there and you want that constant fanfare. It's, it's almost like you want every time you walk out of the studio, all your fans to just be out there clapping, clapping, going, good job. Good job, Anna. That was like such a good session. The images are going to be great. Good job. Good job. You take your bow and you go back in. Wouldn't that be awesome? But that's kind of what we do in social media. We do a session. We think it's great. We can't wait to edit it. And we put it up there. And it's like we came out of our studio, presented our image, and then we're just waiting for all of our fans to go, yay, that's great. So you can take a bow and go back in and do anything better job, right? Wouldn't that be great? And sometimes that happens. Sometimes it does. And sometimes, most often, it doesn't. You get one or two people that like it, or maybe 50 people that click it, or maybe even 200. And then maybe someone will put some comments and you're like, oh, okay, well, that 
didn't really feel as good as as the session or the image that I edited, but okay, I'll just keep going. Maybe maybe I'm great. Maybe someone thinks I'm great. And it's it's so false. It's such false motivation. Yes, we want the fanfare. Yes, we want people to like our image. Yes, we want people to comment on our image. You can look at my social media pages. I have a huge reach, but hardly many comments. I mean, not many. I get, oh, good job, Anna, as always. Bravo, bravo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So going back to that self-motivation topic, my wish for you listening to this podcast, because I've kind of gone down this whole road and veered off and come back on again, is to find a way to self-motivate yourself. Sometimes that's taking on a personal project. Sometimes it's reading a new book. Sometimes it's walking into a bookstore. Sometimes it's going to the beach. Um, sometimes it's, you know, doing a model call and doing a fun shoot that you haven't done before. Sometimes it's really connecting with your client and realizing how much they need you and how much you need them. And that it is a mutual collaboration to quote Ansel Adams and then tell yourself that even though the seasons are changing and things are happening, that you have a reason for being here. And that reason enough is to self-motivate yourself. I'm Anna Brandt and I'll see you next time.